Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Found the quote from Peyton Manning on uh, Mike Vanderjack. Uh, from Peyton Manning, this was on Canadian television back in the day. He said, our idiot kicker got liquored up and ran his mouth off. <laughs> uh, when Peyton uh, Manning flamed uh, Colts kicker Mike Vanderjack for his uh, drunken appearance on a Canadian TV show. I didn't realize he was drunk. I, I've ne- I'd never heard that he was drunk. <laughs> Just that he had misspoke. What is that, the uh, the replacements where they have the the kicker that's always drinking? I kind of like that idea. Kick- he's like smoking yeah. cigarettes before his kick. Don't you assume that kickers are kind of doing that anyway? <laughs> I hope so. I like I like to live in a world yeah. where they're just yeah. they just are born with a leg, but they're kind of bad guys. Well, they're always off on their own. Uh, yeah. In many cases, even if you have a full time special teams coordinator, they're not spending a lot of time. They're they're spending the time in groups, like the start of practice, end of practice, or whatever they do it. Kick coverage, punt coverage all those types of things, and then they wander off by themselves, uh, the kicker and the punter, for the rest of the two hours of the practice, and you just really never see them. So you wonder (laughs) what they're doing. That's that's my version of what happens with kickers that's completely false narrative. Well, No, it's not completely false. It's part of my favorite story of of going to practice, and and I tell it a lot because it's hilarious, is uh, when we we went to practice one year, this was when they had the, the, the... what was it? The three hundred fifty dollar, three hundred fifty thousand dollars special teams coordinator was it four fifty three fifty? Yeah. It was a lot of money, Bruce Reed, for a special teams coordinator, Bruce Reed, and uh, and Sam Foltz was in in the special teams unit was just kind of sitting around for ten minutes. You know, we were kind of sitting uh. by and watching practice, and they're going, "Where's Bruce?" You know, you kept you're like, yeah. "Where's Bruce?" We don't see Bruce, and eventually Bruce never showed, and they no. just like walked off and started doing their own right. thing. Right, <laughs> Bruce Reed famously would direct. They would do special teams as you should. At the start of practice. And Nebraska under Mike Riley did that. And I think they're doing that more now. Uh, But Bruce Reed, the $450,000 man, would lead practice for 15 minutes. And some said, some have told me he would just walk to his truck and go home. (laughs) I I believe it based on what I saw. My my job is over for the day. Why would I stick around and do anything more? And that's why I I sometimes think uh, the best, best special teams, the best teams, have their coach lead special teams. Yeah. I, I just... I, I, I it worked out that way for Bo Pelini. Yeah, it worked out really well. That we mean, Guys like you know Bill Snyder yeah. have done it. Uh, we know Frank Beamer oh, yeah. uh, had very good success. And Beamer did it because he said, I found out as a head coach, your time is just pulled away. Like you'll get a phone call in the middle of an offensive meeting. And if you're the coordinator, you you got to take it as the head coach. Um but if it's special teams, you can carve out enough time uh, to lead special teams and show your team that this is important to me. I'm the head coach, and I'm in charge of special teams, and you'll get guys volunteering for special teams that maybe otherwise wouldn't if the head coach weren't also the yeah, special teams coordinator. Attention. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to impress the coach? Well, get on special teams. Uh, yeah. So there's something to that. I don't know that 
Scott Frost needs to be special teams coordinator, but I would like to see him hire one. Somebody needs to do something. <laughs> Somebody needs to do something. Oh, uh, is Tanya there? I think Tanya's all there. Right, Tanya, hi, how are you? I'm good. I was just listening to all the things that a kicker should be or shouldn't be doing. <laughs> That's right. Well, we don't get our chance to talk about kicking very often, so it was fun uh, to talk about yeah. To talk about kickers. I'm not a big fan. Sometimes they ruin my weekends, but uh, I'll get over it. Nebraska volleyball didn't ruin my weekend because they played well in winning over Purdue, but last night was a different story. Uh, they lose in straight sets to number three, Wisconsin. But you had warned us um, that this was going to be tough. I think you said it on Monday. It was going to be tough to overtake. Why was, uh, why was Wisconsin at times so much better than Nebraska last night? Well, I mean, there's a, you can't teach tall, and <laughs> I believe Wisconsin has six eight and six nine across the top. Yeah. Um, they're in, you know, at least three rotations. They're having that's the, that's their front line, and then you have outside hitters that are they don't make errors and they put the ball away every time. So I just wasn't I wasn't sure we could beat them. And then, but actually, what I was most impressed with was how what looked like it was going to be a kill for us or a block for us, they were able to bring back. Like, their back line, putting it to their front line, was phenomenal. And if that's not the top one or two in the country, then I would be surprised who is. And, and certainly, as, as a member of the team, I wonder kind of how they're feeling today. They're coming off this high of, of winning 10 straight games or whatever, being on top of the Big Ten, uh, and then getting swept. I, I know it maybe sounds worse than, than what it was because they were pretty competitive there, but how do you think the locker room's uh, feeling today? Well, I mean, I think the way I walked away from the game, you know, I was sitting in the eighth row, and I was cheering for those girls, and I was ready, and I was, you know, standing up and trying to get the crowd going and being like, hey, we're in it, we got this, like, don't let down, keep it up, let's go. And I just felt like we had what it took to win, but we were questioning it, and we didn't, like, play with confidence and connections. Like, there were moments of it, like when um, Kathy was on a seven-point run with Nicola in there for a while. Like, you just felt like no matter what, they were going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Lauren Stiverns, every time, you know, Nicola says Lauren, but there were like four or five, like, we got a free ball, and we knew it was going to Lauren Stiverns, and they miscued. Like, it didn't go over the net, and that's how the game ended. And so I think the way I felt listening to Coach Cook, you know, how was the locker room and how I felt like with my jaw on the floor, how the game ended, I just felt like why couldn't we push the pedal to the metal? Like we had Recky rattled, the biggest middle. She wasn't getting killed. She was getting blocked. She was messing up. And I thought we had her. She even served out of bounds on they could have won the game. And it was like 23, 24-23 they were winning. She serves out of bounds. It's 24-24. Like, we had her rattled, but we didn't finish the job. You know what I mean? Like, it was like punching a bear and then being like, oh, sh oh no. <laughs> like, now what? <laughs> you know? I mean, I think we just got startled that we were doing so well. Yeah. Well, they are big, uh, as you mentioned. And they're very physical, and they can move. Anna Shrek, uh, 6'9", Canadian freshman, was very good. Seven or 12 kills on 17 attempts. She hit... Uh, 647. As you mentioned, it felt like they were starting to take control. Recky wasn't herself, uh, but they, they started to find themselves, and they have what you've talked about before, those three, in fact, five in total super seniors that kind of made the difference. 
Right. We're, we're playing against super teams and we, you know, we have one element of our super team. We have Lawrence difference back, but we just weren't able to convert our super team on the left side Our besides cubic. Um, you know, our other left side, I would be surprised if Allie got more than two kills. She didn't, what, what I was impressed with, with her though, is that she may not have, um, like made as many errors tonight and didn't score as many points for the other team tonight, but she just doesn't put the ball away like the other left sides for Wisconsin. Like you knew when number 21 got the ball, you know, even if we have a double block, like that ball is going down for a kill. And then when we set our outside, it's like, eh, maybe no. <laughs> something's going to happen. So we just don't have that, like, end of rally, somebody's going to put the ball away. And there were some amazing rallies yeah. last night. Like, yeah. there were back and forth, and it was not just like, oh, great volleyball. It was like, that would have been a kill for any other team, but they kept the rally alive. And then, oh, my gosh, that would have been a kill for any other team, but they kept that ball alive. And it was like back and forth like that six or seven times. It was some good volleyball. Yeah, uh, talking with former Husker middle blocker Tanya Taki, who runs Nebraska 1. Uh, bad serving night, uh, said John Cook, and a bad passing night. Uh, that's how you beat teams like Wisconsin, serving and passing. Do you agree? You know, I I just I don't know that I can agree too much with that statement just because I felt like our servers were really trying to you know make something happen on the other side, and so obviously you're going to make errors that way, but – the, the worst part about it is that even though we were making errors, we were right there with them the entire time. We never, there was never, we, we didn't get, you know, just slammed. It was not, it was a back and forth game. We had a chance to, you know, I don't know that we ever, ever had game point, but we were rallying with them on game point. And so I just don't feel like it was just so weird that we could make so many errors and be right with a number two, number three team in the country. Yeah, uh, they're really good. Uh, and Nebraska is still really young. It feels like they're getting better. The defense is really solid, uh, but they've got to put away balls. And it's very difficult right. to do that with a, a team that's as good or maybe even a little bit better than you are defensively. What's going right. on? What's going on with Nebraska one these days? Well, we have set pretty much all of our 14s and younger teams for the 2022 season. So we are working on scheduling tournaments and getting everybody excited about getting into the gym and being ready for our hopefully most normal season since 2019. Because yeah. with the whole COVID and you know all of those, that was that was pretty rough trying to schedule travel tournaments to Minneapolis and Denver when you know things were in really minimal shutdown mode, but. Our classes are starting. We have lessons. So if your daughter's still trying to get involved in volleyball, um, look us up at NebraskaOne.com. Uh, how would you grade where volleyball is as a whole nationally right now? Is it hot? Well, I would say in Lincoln, Nebraska, it's pretty hot. There's yeah. a lot of girls who want to make high school teams in Lincoln, Nebraska, and our 7th and 8th graders, we've never had this many 7th and 8th graders across all the clubs in Lincoln, not yeah. just Nebraska One. Um, so you just have that interest level. Um, so, yeah, I would say volleyball it has a very high interest right now for a yeah. lot of reasons. Yeah. Mainly the Olympics was big for us. Yeah. We also have Creighton and UNO and Nebraska and then Midland and St. Mm. Mary's and Doan and, right. and Concordia that are all doing really well right yeah. now. And so, yeah. like, the Twitter feeds and the, and the Facebook, you know, and all that, everything about volleyball is very, you know, positive in this area. So. Yeah. I don't know about nationally as much, um, but there's just a lot of positive volleyball happening in, in the Nebraska area. And you can make the argument for the population base, who had 1.8 million or whatever it is currently, uh, Nebraska has more good volleyball players than anybody. 
right? Well, right. I think I think that started that way because you know Coach Pettit, you know, was knocking on doors, and and in his knocking on doors, he would um, travel to all the small town high schools and teach the coaches how to coach, and just giving giving them some of that ideas, mm-hmm. and then NET Nebraska's TV mm-hmm. station started playing the volleyball games regularly, yeah. like three yeah. games, five games a season. And so, you know, Nebraska, small town Nebraska was yeah. able to show younger players, hey, this is what can happen if you try hard. And I think that that base has really, you know, embraced the sport. There's also not a whole lot else going on in Nebraska. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> much football and volleyball. Yeah. Like there isn't any other, yeah. um, you know, pro sports. We don't have amusement parks. We don't have lakes. We don't mm. have mountains. We don't have a lot of things. And so youth sports is what people spend their time doing yeah. instead of, oh, I don't want to do youth sports. I want to spend the time, my time on the lake or right. on the beach or yeah. on the mountain. Yeah, well, it's uh, worked out really well for Nebraska volleyball, that's for sure. Uh, great yeah. stuff, uh, Tanya. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds great. Tanya Taki, uh, former Nebraska middle blocker, really productive career, one of the best middle blockers ever. And she played for both uh, Terry Pettit and John Cook. So the, the end of the Pettit era and the beginning of the cook era so she saw both sides although she says john cook has changed so much in a really good way i mean he's grown as a coach as he would be the first to admit uh that's a guy that obviously has reinvented himself to a very high degree he's a pretty good coach might might end up being the best coach ever in the history of nebraska sports yeah he could be right up there uh and i I, I wonder you know because we knew this team wasn't going to go unscathed in the big 10 you'd hope not to get swept or whatever but um you know you wonder how you respond to that and and you know if nebraska it's it's kind of silly to say this i guess but maybe trying to position yourself to be the second best team in the big 10 and then tournament play you know who knows what can happen yeah i think uh wisconsin's just head and shoulders better than everybody yeah Uh, but nebraska's so young that and they've got come so far uh this is a this is way better team than we saw at the start of the year and now we'll see how much better they can get from here yeah uh that'll determine their success probably in the postseason interesting ed orgeron says uh lsu can't practice at all this week not just a little they're not limiting practice they can't practice at all due to injuries uh this week um Orgeron, of course, is gone at the end of the season, which made me think, you know what? I'll just say that we can't practice, and uh, <laughs> I'll do something else. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why not? <laughs> of course, uh, last week he was accused of having girlfriends at practice, uh, and that was denied. In fact, most of the players said that, that we haven't seen evidence of that. Yeah. Uh, but it makes you think. Well, but if you can't practice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you can't practice, maybe this adds some more credence to that. Like yeah. just hanging. Let's go to a movie. Some girlfriend practice. Time. Yeah, that's right. And for what it's I, worth, they don't have a game this week. So that's that's good. So uh, they're just resting up to get healthy for yeah, Alabama fine. next time. Alabama. Um, Tough go around. Uh, that would be that'd be nice. Whatever they would rehire him after he beats Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I'm eh, just kidding. Because <laughs> they're, they're not the worst. I mean, they're not great, but they're not yeah. the worst. Uh, they're just not great. Uh, let's get to break. Uh, 464-5685. That's the phone number on the Honda Blinken hotline, the Sutter Heyman text line. You can't text it in, but that is the same number for the text line. But it is wingman time. It's Thursday, so it means Husker Highlight Thursday. I play a famous highlight, or at least somewhat famous. You should know it. Um uh, you call, and you get the wingman help of both Nick and Bach today. Uh, so there you go. But we'll play the highlight. Bleep the names, and you have to guess who they are. Uh, we'll do that coming up next. Download our app by searching 93.7 A Ticket in your app store. 
to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. This is Tom and Bach. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.